from the Utah School Counselors Association, this is The Sounding Board, where school counselors share ideas. I'm Nate Webb, school counselor, USCA board member, and every week I'll be speaking with different counselors and professionals that will be giving us valuable information in our counseling world. We cannot wait for you to hear these ideas. Let's get to it. Welcome back, everybody, to the sounding board for the Utah School Counselors Association. And it is your monthly segment of Starting Little, Ending Big with our amazing elementary school counselors. I have with me here today, Elise Hansen and Gina. I don't know your last name, Gina. James. James. There we go. Yeah. Gina. It's easy because on the Zoom call, I have a little cheat sheet on the side with my participants, but you just have your first name. You're like one of those celebrities with just a first name. She's like Madonna, Gina. You know, she only needs one name. Not anyway, <laughs> I'm here with Elise and Gina um, for starting little ending big. And we're talking about the subject of building good relationships, but building them with parents. And Elise, th this kind of stemmed off of an article that you saw in the Ask a Magazine, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. It was actually the January, February edition Ooh. of the Ask a Magazine. But it's, I, I think it's very important. I know when I was a sixth grade teacher, I had a made a little icon thing that said school plus parents equals success. Mm. And then I would have the parents fill out different talents or abilities they had. And if they had something they could share with my class, and then they would come and, and visit the class and and teach. And I think parents have a lot to share. And if we can build those relationships with them and have it be positive, then that helps us in teaching the students. And Gina, you're always so good to say that we support the parents, right? Yeah. That's what we're here. And that's the bottom line is we're not the frontline person. They are. Yeah. Well, they're the frontline person. Our job is to back them up. And so yeah. if I'm teaching a class and one of the kids say, oh, oh, hey, that's what my mom says. I stop my class and I and I point to him and I say, and your mom is a genius or your dad is a genius. So just really helping them understand that, you know, I'm backing up what that parent's already been teaching. At least that's our hope is that those parents are already teaching those values and skills that we're putting in place to have them have a successful life. But we're definitely not the frontline person. We are a strong support person though. And that would be our calling as, as an elementary school counselor. I haven't yeah. even thought of that before, just because like as school counselors, we think a lot about collaborating with teachers and collaborating with other people in our building um, and building relationship with the students. But we don't think much about building relationship with their parents as yeah. well. And critical. It's a critical part of what we do, for sure. Because if you're working as a team with those parents, you're going to get a lot further in everything that you do, for sure. I mean, if you think about it, they're at the school for, what, like eight hours a day? And then, you know, they're home for the other, what, 16 hours a day. And so if you can get some consistency across the board, some buy-in, and the, and the parents are you know, A, agreeing with what you're doing <laughs> and then B, buying into it and continuing that in the mm -hmm. home. I mean, the, the success that you see is astronomical there. So what are 
I don't know. What are some of the some of the experiences you guys have had with building that relationship with a parent? How can you get them to get that buy-in so that you know you can help their child and they can help continue that at the home and you can be a good support? Well, I think you've got to build a trust with them. And you know, that's not easy because they're not there with the school with you all day every day. Mm-hmm. And so Elise and I kind of do similar things, and I'll let her talk you know, kind of about her, what she does, but <clears throat> I do a weekly um, best practice parenting tip. And I try to early on, let them kind of see my personality and what my purpose is. And I, I, um, I feel like it's so important that you build a rapport with them so that then they have a trust with you that you are teaching their kids, you know, good things and helping direct them in a way that they are. Elise, I I piggybacked off of Gina and started doing the best practice parenting tips. And Gina was so good to share and then started writing my own that went along with whatever lessons I was teaching in the classroom. Um, last year, for a period of time, we focused on resilience. And so I did several best practice parenting tips on resilience and family activities that they could do to help teach resilience. So it educates them and then share some activities that they can do. Um, I've also done what's called cookies with the counselor, where we meet every other month, or you could do it once a quarter, however you wanted to set it up. And then parents can come for 45 minutes before school gets out. And I teach something like how to bully proof your children. Um, I've done uh, how to help your child with anxiety, just several different topics. And of course we feed them cookies. That's always nice. And then we're done by the time that school gets out so they can take their kids home with them. Um, During COVID, when we had come back to school, I did Zoom with the counselor instead of having them come to the school since we couldn't have visitors come. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a lot of people sign up for the Zoom and then would I did one during the day and one in the evening. It was interesting. The one in the evening had more sign up, but then things start happening at home and you forget to get on that Zoom meeting. Mm-hmm. And so we didn't have as many attend as we'd hoped or had signed up or intended to, but you could record it um, when you do it at the school and then you could put it on your website Mm -hmm. and then they could access that. So that's another way that you could reach more parents where the parents work and can't be there right after school or right before school ends. So that's one of the things I've done. Oh, go, go for it, Gina, go for it. I was just going to say, um, I noticed at the start of this year, just already, I had a lot of parents reaching out to me with just parent management questions. And I could see that was something that they were struggling with. And so um, this year, and, and I think that's a lot of it too, is just really paying attention of what your parents need. And when mm-hmm. you see like a consistent thing keep coming up that you help them. So I have actually set up to do some parent trainings about once. I'm going to try to do it about once a month um, this year. And I've already done two of them, but I'm amazed how many parents are like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. I really needed help with this. And so, you know, that's been fun to kind of watch them. A couple of things happen. One, they have a better understanding of what we do at our school and why we do it, but it also helps them improve 
at, with their parenting skills at home. And so I'm hopeful that, you know, this will improve things for the kids and their parents and their home life and all of that. So, yeah, I think what Elise said, you just try to look for opportunities, but I do think it's critical you watch for those needs. You know, it, it's like putting a needs assessment out, but it's just paying attention, making notes. Okay, I can see this is maybe a problem for not just one parent, several parents are reaching out with the same type of questions. Right. Well, and it it, it kind of creates a domino effect, right? If at the elementary school level, the parent has a relationship and a collaboration with the school counselor, by the time they arrive to high school, that is the expectation that they're involved with the school counselor with their child's education. And then the school counselor is not pulling teeth to get the parent to the CCR meeting. The parent is actively involved in the CCR meeting, helping the student, the students comfortable talking with the parent in the room because they've been doing that since elementary school and things like that. It prepares them for that relationship in high school as well, not just the here and now. It preps for the future as well. And that's something I really appreciate because I'm a high school counselor and I can definitely tell which parents had a relationship with their kids, elementary school counselor, and which ones didn't. Mm -hmm. And it makes a big difference when they do. Yeah. Well, and we have a heavier caseload. You know, you've instead of our our numbers are a little different compared to high school. And so sometimes it's a little bit harder for parents to get to know who you are. And when I was Mm -hmm. serving five schools and even serving two, just getting that information out there is important. And just about pass out every time you talk about your caseload. Okay. I have have, have like 350, 400 something. I think it's just shy of 400, like 350, 360 kids. And you're like, no, I got five schools or I had two schools. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, yeah. Oh, that is overwhelming. So even making sure the students know your name and that you're the school counselor, Mm -hmm. not just a teacher at your school. (laughs) So that when you run into them in the store and they say, hi, the, and the parent says, oh, who's that? They they can know who it is and being at your back to school night. Um, so I mentioned in my sixth grade class, having the parents come in. One thing that's been a lot of fun is um, when we do our college and career readiness week and do a career fair, it's the parents that come and tell about their career, mm-hmm. but getting the parents in the school and in the classroom and even things like making a positive call home Students say amazing things during our lesson. And if we can jot that down and then call the parent and say, I was so impressed with your child today and the comments that they made during our lesson is another way to connect. I totally agree with that. And I think you take every opportunity you can to do things like that. You know, the the more you're, you talk with them and the more they see you, the more, again, they learn to trust you. They know that you're backing them up. You're doing what, you know, is helpful for their kids. So I do love that. Take every opportunity to do that. I feel like as educators, it's really easy to fall into the mindset with, especially when it comes to parents is us versus them. Like when I I, I see it in teachers. So my wife, she was a middle school teacher once upon a time. And, you know, she had parents coming in demanding this or that. And it was really easy to develop the mentality of of me versus them because they're not here at the school. They don't understand what's going here at the school. Um, They say my 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 little Timmy's an angel. Little Timmy wouldn't do anything like that. Well, Lucifer was an angel, too. Um, But (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, but it's really easy to fall into that mindset. How, how can we, I don't know, break out of that mindset so that we can be, be a support to the parents? Because I think that's really important. Um, you know, we were talking about how sometimes as school counselors, they say, oh, you guys are like the front lines and everything. And I love that Gina said, well, the parents are the front line mm-hmm. and we're supporting them. So how can we be, how can we break out of that us versus them garbage? Because I know that's really prevalent among schools. I think it's important your parents know that um, that how much you care about their student. Even if the student is a really difficult student, I try to put my focus on, you know, we want them to grow up and have a great life. We want them to be successful. And um, anyway, so I try to I try to hit on what their qualities are first and just say, but here, here's one thing we really do need to work on because it's really not going to work for them in their life. It's going to really cause them. And there's not one parent that just says, that's not true because they know the child, you know, when they act like they don't, you're kind of like, you do. (laughs) And and they know the child better than we do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 Another thing we can do is be involved in our school community council and our PTA. Go to those meetings. Those are the ladies that people will go to. Um, or men. I shouldn't say just ladies okay. or men. Exactly. <laughs> um, those are the people that the community will go to and ask questions. What's going on at the school? What's happening yeah. here? It's true. Right. And it's true. so in, attend those meetings so that they know you and you can support each other. And the PTA, they do a lot of activities that can go along with what we're doing and what we're teaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you want to get parent buy-in, the PTA is a wonderful place to mm-hmm. start um, because they 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 are the boots on the ground, go-to parent resource, just like you said. And like, so like when I when I go and try and like personally talk at schools and stuff, PTAs are my best friend mm-hmm. because the parents, the parents are the keys to the to the students' souls. Basically, like you get that parent buy-in as a school counselor. Oh my gosh, your life is so much easier. Um, almost easy, like in I don't know. I, I would say it's equal or more important than teacher buy-in. I mean, teacher buy-in is important as well, but we're talking about you know parent relationships right now, and just I cannot overemphasize how crucial that is. Yeah, I agree, and I do think the PTA is a great vehicle, you know, to help you with that parent stuff for sure. PTA is just it's so great to have that support. It really is. Yeah, you can tell a school with a strong PTA. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> it makes a difference. You know, we were talking about communication, and I think we need to keep in mind that we send that best practice parenting tip email, but not everyone right. reads their emails. And we can have our website or be connected to our school's website and oh. have information um, from us on there, but I think also being part of your newsletter. I know um, the schools that I'm at, I do a counselor's corner. It's shorter than the email, um, you know, and of course doesn't have as much information as the website, but it's just a, a little blip and at least parents can see that. Yeah. I love that. And well, and just being creative and finding different ways to communicate because you know not mm-hmm. not not all parents not all parents are fortunate enough to have internet at their house 
um, and not all students have cell phones or smartphones. Yeah, I mean, it looks like they do, but some actually don't. It's crazy. Um, but like, and so getting creative with it, right? Snail mail, newsletters, just mm -hmm. find a way to connect with your parents. Mm -hmm. And if you're feeling overwhelmed, you're like, uh, I, I don't know. Start somewhere. You know, it's okay to start with a, a, an email newsletter you can send out. And then you can work your way up to something different. I know a lot of times, especially in our profession, it can feel so overwhelming. The amount of things we can be doing, the amount of things we should be doing, and it can kind of paralyze us into doing nothing or just the bare minimum. And don't let that fear paralyze you into doing nothing. Just take a step forward and do something. Mm -hmm. Find yeah. what fits you, your community, your personality. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is you do have to start somewhere. You have to learn what your audience is. You have to mm -hmm. learn what they're going to respond to. And and like you said, you start somewhere and you're probably going to have a few failures. That's okay. Yeah. You figure out what doesn't work and then you start figuring out what does work. So, you know, like I said, I figured out and it took me a few years to figure out how powerful that best practice parenting tips were. Oh, yeah. And you know that because people start saying to you, you know, or I mean, they they say things like, oh, man, I love those. I keep those every single week. And I'm so I pass them on to my kids or I pass them on mm -hmm. to my brothers and sisters. And so when you you know, you can you'll be able to know if what you're doing is successful by the feedback you get for sure. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not going to it's not going to be perfect at first, guys, especially you new counselors like you're going to fall on your face a couple of times. It's fine. Like you're going to a couple of times a year, probably mm -hmm. like, and it's fine. Like we learn by trial and error. Uh, Elise, how many years have you been an elementary school counselor now? Oh, um, goodness. 20, 20. Okay. Gina. No, 19, 19. Yeah. 20 is good. Good enough. <laughs> Just kidding. 19. <laughs> Gina, how many years have you been an elementary school counselor? I've been in the elementary schools for 13 years. And how many years have you been a counselor period? Well, I was at a high school working and finishing up my degree for about another five years. Okay. So we've got about 40-ish years of experience <laughs> between the two of you guys. And guys, they're still learning every year too. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you know what? That, that's what prevents burnout is you keep learning and you're changing, changing and adapting and adding to your program, figuring out what works. Yeah. She's exactly right. You want to stay out of the rut. You want to just keep changing, keep learning, mm -hmm. you know, keep collaborating, learn from other people. Sometimes people give you the greatest ideas that you go, oh my gosh, that's such a good idea. But that really, she's right. That is what prevents burnout for sure. Yeah. So keep on going, everybody. Just, I know it can be really easy to be scared, but have a relationship with your parents. Try to reach out to them. Try to contact with them. Try to communicate with them. Find some way to collaborate with them in the, in in how you interact with their students. Um, before we head off for the day, guys, you have any last parting words of wisdom to anybody listening? I would say volunteer in your community. We have a lot of knowledge as professional school counselors, and we could teach community courses. I've taught a couple of different community courses and met people in the community that I otherwise would not have. Mm -hmm. And I would just say, you know, again, just keep trying things and appreciate the opportunities you have to help your parents and help your kids and, you know, really learn to 
to see and know that that's such a critical part of what you do and really brings a lot of joy to, to your job and helps your kids so much. Amen. Well, and I think, remember the parent, like we mentioned, the parent knows their child yeah. and we're, we're not to go in there and tell the parent what to do. We're to support the parent. Yep. And enhance. That's our job. Mm-hmm. We're not, yeah. we don't need to fix it. We just need to help and enhance. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you guys so much for this. And thank you for listening to today's episode of The Sounding Board and listening to today's segment of Starting Little and Ending Big. If you guys want to go check us out, the Utah School Counselors Association, we have our website. We have the contact info for Elise and Gina. If you have any questions, you can ask away. We're happy to help wherever you can. I hope you all have a wonderful day and we'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Sounding Board. Email the sounding board at utschoolcounselor.org to send us your questions and ideas. If you like our podcast, please rate and review our show. It helps other school counselors to find us. Links and additional information for any references from today's episode are in our show notes. Check out our website at utschoolcounselor.org where you can listen to past podcast episodes, register for any of our professional development opportunities, and become a member of the Utah School Counselors Association. USCA members also receive a bi-monthly newsletter newsletter to stay up to date on current Utah school counseling news events and issues. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Utah School Counselor and on Twitter at Yuska Tweets. The mission of the Utah School Counselors Association is to support professional school counselors in their work for students through advocacy, professional development, recognition, and support. This podcast would not be possible without the support of our members. We'll have more ideas to share with you next week. Let's go.